0: welcome to season three episode 14 of the peaked two early podcasts the west ham and newcastle lose on the same match day for the first time this season episode i am wow. blake michelle i'm joined by oscar saywell oscar how are you doing
1: hello i'm doing pretty good i'm okay we have a late pod today that's fine um my fault as usual, um, no, I'm I'm okay. Other than the fact that I'm incredibly annoyed because I cannot sign into my work email and I cannot access my gradebook. There are grades due on Thursday. It I don't know what that means. I hate this. So a little bit of a bummer. Not going to lie to you. Um, but I managed to watch some football this weekend for the first weekend in quite a while. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking about it. Um, not looking forward to talking about West Ham. We are in eighteenth. Um, but you know, happy to chat with you. How are you? I'm. <clears throat>
0: I'm good. I am good. back in Maryland. I have lost my mustache. Uh, oh
1: wow, that's significant.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I'm back to looking like a thirteen year old. No. Uh, I. At my most recent football match, there was very nearly a fist fight that broke out, and that was very exciting.
2: That is um, exciting.
0: It was over, uh, basically my team shot on target, and it either hit the left goal post, like on the end line, so not a goal, or it hit the back post and came out. Uh, okay and the basically nobody it happened so quickly nobody really saw it It was just like a snapshot and fired out and we use really shallow goals so you know you're not really going to be able to you know see much of anything um and that almost sent people into hysterics there's one guy who you know how like some people when they get really worked up they just naturally start crying Um,
2: yeah
0: yeah he was like on the verge of tears i was like this is pretty spectacular for a
1: Saturday football game a little bit much but okay yeah
0: yeah it was not the only tears I saw uh on these past two match days I also received some tears through the phone from Oscar Saywell um (laughs) Oscar can we talk about West Ham there have been you know alarms alarm bells uh you know blaring for quite a while now they're only getting closer and closer yeah. uh I know this is like a you know d tier uh source, but uh The Times and the Daily Mail both reporting that Rafa Benitez is just waiting for the call. oh wow to take over as West Ham manager um he Oscar is it finally now. is it finally time?
1: zach Moyes. yeah um i I think we're past it now uh i i just i think it's too late um I suppose Rafa Benitez would probably come in and keep us up. Um, I, but but any other man, I just I think it's I think it's too late. I think we have to stick with Moyes now. I guess, you know, I mean, since the turn of the year, right? We had, you know, Jan- January fourth, two two with Leeds pick up a point, pick up points, fine. Uh, lose to Wolves the following weekend, but you know, then we beat Everton in a big game late January. Uh, we managed to draw to you early February, which was actually a really big deal because we never do that. Then we managed to draw to Chelsea, and uh, you know at that point with we're sort of I think we got up to sixteenth, you know something like that. We were far off, far off, you know, good safety. Like we were still close in points wise to relegation zone, but you know it looked like Agüero coming in had, had short up the defence and Bonner coming back and he was putting in good performances and. Yeah, we weren't scoring much, but Bowen had put in a good a couple of good performances in the cup, etc. Um and so yeah, I'm clinging on to that, but uh, the the loss to Tottenham this weekend was was a very disappointing one. I thought we would follow up the Chelsea game with a a good performance and, and we were okay. We were you know, pretty solid in the first half and really bad in the second. Um and and I think really we're we're also the victims of not only our bad play, bad form, but also the fact that basically it it went as badly as it could with regards to the other fixtures this weekend. So Bournemouth beat Wolves, Everton beat Leeds, Southampton beat Chelsea, um and it and it put us down there in eighteenth where we stand right now. Uh we got twenty points, we're two off the bottom. Two off Southampton is is really a crazy position to be in. To be fair, we are still only six points off 12th. We are only three points off 15th. We're only four points behind Leicester in in 14th. Um, So we are not out of you know we're not we're not adrift. But the the thing is, absolutely nobody is adrift, and. And yeah, we're in a bad situation. And and for the first time this weekend, I've heard other mainstream podcasts talking about West Ham and relegation. Um, and so, yeah, not a great situation to be in. What do you think about yeah. our fortunes, Blake?
0: Well, <clears throat> uh, other mainstream podcasts, other than ourselves, you know, we... Right, like, exactly. The, the bad true from mainstream there. podcast. Yeah, you um,
2: sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, the... You know, I feel like a lot of seasons we, you know, there's like a clear cut, this team is going down. um, And then, you know, you've got like five teams battling it out for 18th or battling out for 18th and 19th. Uh, And yeah, this year, quite the opposite. Um, Southampton could get one win and other results go their way and they're out of the relegation zone, uh, which we talked about Southampton being you know surefire downers you know just two or three pods. we did we did um two yeah two wins in five you know to change the outlook you know quite suddenly um yeah i think you know with each passing week it's just another week that you're not doing something to change your outlook yes um you know, you're you're getting fewer and fewer opportunities for the new manager bounce or uh, a manager to come in and pull off three or four wins right at the end of the season to pull you to safety, which is probably what Rafa would do. Rafa, I don't think would give you much of a bounce, but could get you in line for the end of the season. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say if Moyes is not sacked at this point, it's kind of hard to imagine him getting sacked, but West Ham are not the most well-run club. Um, You know, they, yeah, exactly. Certainly, Um, you know, yeah. Rich billionaires are, you know, weird and do wild things and don't always think of the best, you know, especially when it comes to football ownership. So,
1: yeah. I, I think that is a scenario where we, we go to forest this weekend at 10 a.m. on Saturday. I think there's a scenario that Moyes can be sacked by Monday if we lose, say, 3-0 to Forest, right? Um, so I think I can see that scenario. But but then after this, I, then I think it's really, really, really too late, right? Then we're we're, we're, we're saying what? one, two, three, four, five, fourteen 14 games left in the season. Uh, it's a fair amount, but but not enough time for a new manager to come in and, and save us. I mean, we're really in it now. So well, Yeah. Yeah, if we're no, calling I, I agree with you.
0: If we're calling 39 the you know, safety mark uh, then
2: yeah,
1: no exactly. You know, we are we're 19 points off it, we got to yeah. get that from 14 games, yeah. And yeah. Um, two
0: points, you know, or you know, 1.5 points per game is not easy. Yeah. Uh, so that's like one win in three for the rest of the season. Um,
1: yeah. So not to move too swiftly on this, but, but Blake, talk to me about Newcastle because I think it was a fairly disastrous weekend for you. We just saw Liverpool get spanked 5-2 by Real Madrid in the Champions League. They've been a resurgent in, what, the last two or three weeks, including the Cup. Um, and And Newcastle now one win in five. Um, this is your first loss in a while, but slipping now to fifth, uh, you know, you've got a game in hand over the second, third and fourth places, but you're struggling to score.
2: What's going on? Well, uh, there are a lot of things and I will start with
0: the mood on Titan side, uh, mm. is actually, you know, pretty high, like really high. actually. okay. Um, okay. It is, I was pretty much expecting, you know, Doomsday, you know, like sack, you well, know, sack how, yeah, you how. Know, vibes, you yes. know, the, you know, the, what always happens with a loss, you know, from the radical minimal part of a fan base. Um, however, uh, things are, you know, pretty decent. Uh, Newcastle are in a poor run of form as in the over the last four games. Uh, largely because it, it kind of all comes down to Newcastle's squad depth. Um, and it, essentially, Newcastle have a system that works really, really, really well with 11 players. And then all of a sudden, you lose two or three of those players, and all of a sudden, the system doesn't work at all, um, which mm-hmm. is, you know, fine. Um, and, you know, Newcastle's supporters and probably Newcastle, the club, did not expect to be this high uh, at this point of the year, this soon. Um, so I think right now they're kind of trying to figure out uh, what kind of system can we use uh, to varying degrees of success. Uh, sometimes Newcastle look really boring and like just cannot figure out what to do against the side, like versus Bournemouth. Um, yeah. Newcastle just didn't really understand what to do. Just broke on Bournemouth once and scored. Um, Then you have games that Newcastle are, you know, absolutely dominating, but just can't turn that final screw. And that comes down to, we're just missing, missing pieces. We're really missing Bruno. Um, He kind of lets every other player, you know, be a lot more free and have a lot less pressure. Um, So players like Mm -hmm. Sean Longstaff have looked much worse when Bruno is out of the uh, side because Bruno can do so much that he covers a lot of Sean Longstaff's inabilities. Um, Then you have uh, kind of like weird results that go against, you know, kind of what, uh, what kind of you would expect such as losing 0-2 to Liverpool, uh, in a match where you' uh, the best keeper in the Premier League gets sent off and is banned for the, or suspended for the uh, Cup final, uh, and you know, moods still end up kind of high afterwards. Um, it was a match where Newcastle really took it to Liverpool, started out really strong, uh, Liverpool essentially broke on Newcastle. Um, kind of like that slow, fast break kind of football that Liverpool can really play. And literally scored both their goals on inch-perfect through balls. Um, so, you know, in the end, you can't be too upset about losing to two
2: yeah.
0: literally slide-rule-perfect goals. Um,
2: yeah,
0: The red card for Nick Pope brings up var controversy um and kind of Ow. referee well because what sala, sala is offside
1: mm, come on dude oh uh, so I, 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 uh, I didn't know it's the uh i don't know
0: if it happens in the box var checks it out and it's not a penalty but because it's yeah i don't really have an issue with it um hmm. but it's kind of like one of those implementations of rules that are and implementations of VAR that are kind of weird. Like, why Why can't VAR rule that out? Um, but, you know, who really cares? Um, Newcastle supporters, including myself, are quite high on Lois Karius. Um, You know, he's essentially the best third-string goalkeeper you could have. Um,
2: so, you know, in the end, yeah. there's less pressure for us next Sunday.
0: Uh, and yeah, it's kind of nice. Um, yeah. As for just like overall Newcastle and this kind of weird divot we're in, I fully expect things to change, especially mm-hmm. after the cup final. Um, I think especially uh, some of these matches like Burnmouth are because how do you, how do you follow up essentially the biggest night in the last 20 years of newcastle history uh, with a away match at burnmouth um you know like you go from beating southampton in the cup going to a cup final and then three days later you have to play burnmouth away um like yeah. i understand why newcastle doesn't show up to that so just those types of matches i expect it to turn around um yeah, that's pretty much it. Moods are high. Um, okay. You know, Manchester United um, we will meet you and beat you in the cup. So.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't give you much of a chance against United. Manchester United. That is exactly
0: what I want to hear.
1: But, uh, I don't want anyone to give I, Newcastle a I chance. I don't think you have much of a chance. Yeah, I mean, I would feel the same if it was West Ham. I would not want anybody to be giving us a any chance, and that's what the players need to in that dressing room. They need to inhabit right. that mentality yeah. of it's if it's nobody likes us, nobody wants us to win. And
0: yeah, which yeah, certainly going, going the first part destroy part them. A large part, yeah, of the first part of the season was fueled by the nobody likes us.
1: Um, oh, you know one thing I will say. Uh, I thought Alan Maximum was sensational in this game. Yes, um, he he was just like irresistible to me
0: yes he had the most dribbles completed the most players beaten uh he had the most tackles by a player on the pitch he had the most interceptions by a player on the pitch um most shots on target yeah he yeah he was pretty much amazing. this is no, um, he was great. actually something i wanted to ask you about okay okay two nil liverpool beat yeah 10 man newcastle
2: yeah
0: uh Beautiful assist from Mosala. Beautiful assist from Trent. Oh God, yeah. You know, decent goals yeah, by yeah, yeah. Cody Gakpo and Darwin Nunez. Yeah, and the man of the match is still Allison. Uh, yeah. By the save—the one save he had from Alan St. Maximin—is um, one of the top saves of the season. Um, but the thing is, how against ten men, two 0 up. How do you let Newcastle get back into the game and sort of get away with a two-nil victory? I guess there's no real question here. Um, just okay. Yeah, I was like,
1: was that a question? No. Yeah. No. So, I, yeah. I, I do agree. Yeah, I do agree with you. Um, and and I, I, yeah, I think I think you did really well to to come out of that two-nil. Um, because, you know, I, I, I do think actually that it was, I don't know what, I think it was pretty calamitous before the sending off. Um, and I think that Liverpool were kind of thriving on, on some chaos. And I think that Newcastle have been really good at eliminating any sort of chaos in a match this season. Um, well, they and...
0: did after the 20th minute or after right, the 22nd exactly,
1: minute. Exactly. Um, and I think that. Yeah, it's it's just as well because I I did think that uh, it could have been four or five um, prior to that, uh, the way the way things were going for you, um, just one of those. But yeah, um, March onwards, Newcastle.
2: I
0: also want to ask you a Liverpool question. Uh, this Stefan Bajcetic kid, who is decent, you know, he's looked. You know, oh, very he's capable good, at dude. Time.
1: He's very. He looks very good. I think.
0: However, yes. he was quite poor against Newcastle. He was. There was a reason he got yanked. Um, he gave away the ball mm. quite a few times. Uh, he was also mm. quite poor today. Against. Yeah. Uh, I Me, mean, he's
1: only Real Madrid.
0: That's what I'm saying. Do you think yeah. this insistence on playing Stefan Bajic is over? You know a healthy Nabiketa, a healthy James Miller, uh, Harvey Elliott, um, the guy who I was afraid, uh, Carvalho um, can play in the midfield. Uh, do you think this is, you know, I feel like I always ask this, like, I, know, mind games to the board, buy me a midfielder.
1: Oh, interesting. I think that he is simply the best player in that position right now. I think Naby Keita is I don't know what the hell happened to this guy. Whether he lost you know, the injuries have taken a toll. Whether he's he's lost just some of the the, the fire. Um, he's only twenty eight. Uh, you know, I never replicated what he showed at Leipzig for Liverpool. Um, he's been terrible in the recent years. Uh, Thiago's out, like you said. Milner is past it. Um, he's just too old. Um, I, I, this guy's come in. He's been very very good. But he's only 18, and I think that's kind of the end of it. Um, no, I don't think it's necessarily cop saying buy me someone because because what's the point of wasting your time? He's not Mourinho, you know. What's the point of wasting your time trying to make a statement to the board when when we're in February, just January transfer windows closed kind of thing? Um, no, it is a it is a strange scenario, and it's not ideal. You're playing a guy born in 2004, you know. We can week out, but
2: yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah. Um Just looking at the squad ratings. Um Yeah, Fabinho, Thiago, essentially are the only players who are consistently getting rated higher than Pocetich. Yeah, yeah
1: he's, and Fabinho's yeah. been terrible this season, so I don't know if that says much.
0: Slightly but... above Harvey Elliott, slightly above Jordan Henderson.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, all over the BBC is headliners, right? Like Liverpool facing inquest, you know, I do think that they've shown a resurgence and I, I actually do think that if they can keep up their the, 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 the form they've shown in the premier league, they are still in the champions league race because of those two games in hand that they have on 35 points. Um, so, you know, I, uh, it's not over and done with yet for Liverpool. And Real Madrid can do that to any side. We know that. It's the Champions League. Yeah. Uh, they're in a strange place, Liverpool. Who else can we talk about, Like Who else is interesting um, this week?
0: There was certainly plenty. Um, we could talk about, really briefly, uh, Agent Chris Wood uh, ah, scoring yeah. a late equalizer. Um, yeah, that was great. I, I, Keps, yeah.
1: Keeps the title race alive. Open.
0: Yeah, very cool. Um, love to see it. Um, especially, you know, it kind of proves what I've been saying on this podcast, right, is that you know, he is a really decent striker. It's just the system Newcastle played is probably the worst system for Chris Wood to play in. Um so you know, you put him in a system where players are gonna give him chances and he's gonna put away a couple of them. So good for him. I like Chris Wood. Um Let's talk: yeah, Let's talk Chelsea. Um, okay, It's a little boring. Uh, you know, we've talked quite a few times in a row. In about, a way In a way. Yeah, Chelsea yeah. being pretty meh. But the thing about Chelsea is they play really beautiful football. They too and They just don't. Score goals enough. And: And yeah. I think
1: this has been a statistical trend for Graham Posse throughout his career, the beginning of his tenure at Cubs. Um, we see it in Ostersunds, we see it Swansea, we see it Brighton. So we know that this happens with him. It's just that he's never been at a club like this before where the scrutiny is this high. So,
2: sorry, what were you going to say? No. Um,
0: just, I think, you know, I think Enzo Fernandez um, has shown oh, he can good. be worth the money. He's um, very
1: good. Although it didn't, he's not for quite, this game, he
0: million
2: yeah
1: no but who is it's not his fault you know right I mean, yeah. who is nobody apart unless you're Mbappe or Haaland
0: uh, Benoit Badiashile, aerial monster um,
1: yeah freed from the shackles of Thierry Henry and his terrible <laughs> coaching he looks like a great player
0: yeah um, I can confirm it is Nani Majuka Ah, yes, this is an interesting
1: one. I had no clue. Uh, At least
0: that's what that's what uh, both who has the red S logo. Uh, That's whoever the South African broadcaster is, Uh, and NBC both call him Noni Majuka. Um, Interesting. So that is, yeah, he's a.
1: He's got three, three appearances already. He's an interesting player. Can't believe he's only 20. Feels like you've been talking about him for a while now. Um, mercurial talent, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, and then uh, Mudrik uh, might be the fastest yeah. player in the Premier League.
1: I It's uh, unbelievable. How The hype is real. The guy is like lightning. Faster than Salah at his peak. Easily, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I can't even think of a player that looks. I, yeah, can you is any was Walcott that fast maybe when he was a kid? Maybe Walcott, yeah,
0: yeah, Walcott, but
1: but that's kind of the pace we're talking crazy. Who, by the way, made an appearance in this game, Theo Walcott, and played decently, yeah, um, he did.
0: Uh, you know, enough about football. Um, let's talk about Mudrick's tattoos. Is Mudrik's mm. tattoos better or worse than uh, Gianluca Scamacca's?
2: Oh,
0: Mudrik has the See, butterflies
2: I, all his
1: yeah. neck. Oh god, you know I hate Mudrik's haircut. Um, yeah, it's bad. It is bad haircut. It would look better if he just didn't bleach it. Um, I actually th- think I. I, I... Skamakas, I think, are overhyped a little bit. I don't think that that neck face thing looks very good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't choose. Mudrik has that stuff on his throat as well. Talent ain't enough. Right? Isn't that what it says? Uh,
0: um, I'm more focused on the giant iridescent butterflies.
1: Yeah.
2: I've... Couldn't tell you.
0: Very well. I would absolutely... You know, if I were a professional footballer, I would be fucking caked in the worst tattoos you've ever seen.
1: Oh, gotta be. Got the body for it, you can pull pretty much anything off. Um, Did you see that Kukurea and him apparently got into a terrible fight?
2: Yeah, uh... It's fair. Which happens. I, I know it happens
1: all the time, yeah, but I'm just like, right. damn, Mudrick, you've you've come in and you're immediately picking fights with people. That is it, yeah, that
0: was the one. Uh, there's like, you know, fist thrown, right? Which is slightly yes. more rare in uh, modern yeah, football. Um,
1: yeah, he looks yeah. like a hard fucking bastard, Mudrick. He really does. I, mean, I don't know if, I mean, he, he may or may not be in real life, but my God. He looks like he yeah. would. He would be at home
2: in a some sort of Eastern nine. European gangster. I don't know. War. Yeah. Very fair.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know. Despite tons of promising-looking players, um, still couldn't beat West Ham. Everyone beats West Ham nowadays. Uh, yeah, they, they truly
1: it. do. Yeah, they couldn't even beat West Ham. Um,
0: uh, and also can't beat bottom of the table Southampton. Which I just wonder, this is the the double that Southampton have pulled over Chelsea. And when they beat them at home, they were also well in the relegation zone, right? I just yes. wonder, like, what is the um kind of like you know, one of those things where it'd be really hard to find statistics for, such as, Uh, Newcastle this season have drawn nil-nil three times with Crystal Palace Um, and I don't know how you would find that statistic but I can't imagine that's ever happened before Um,
1: I doubt or if it has it's just probably
0: really really rare Um, I'm looking for the uh, where is the other Chelsea have they not played no, they definitely did the double over Chelsea. Uh I hate the way Australia. that it sorts all this stuff. Yes, August thirtieth, they beat Chelsea two one.
2: Um and then August thirtieth, where would they have been? It's the They were down there.
0: No, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Ignore that bit. They were not in the relegation zone both times, but oh, okay. I just wonder, you know, yeah. like how money spent versus losses to bottom three sides, what those numbers look like. Um,
2: yeah. Also,
0: this match day, um, plenty happening. Fulham beat Brighton, um, two of the you know hipster clubs in the Premier League. Uh, Fulham now in sixth place. Um, continuing their flying high um, and with, you know, a decent chance of catching Newcastle. Um, if Newcastle fail to beat Man City, who is Newcastle's next match and, you know, Fulham win, they go above. Well, okay. They actually don't go above Newcastle. They'll be on points with Newcastle. Um, Fulham have nowhere near the goal differential that Newcastle have. Um, Mm. But yeah, Fulham continued to be this super impressive side. Um, Brighton, uh, you know, still yeah. You know the Didjerbi. Yeah,
1: chucking a bounce
0: has line, not line. not. He got off sent off, yet. didn't he?
1: In the in the uh, in the tunnel. Did for, he really? I didn't
0: for, catch that. Yeah, he
1: got sent off in the tunnel for just saying something to the referee, and then he did some uh, pretty funny uh interview at the end afterwards uh way where he was like he he basically blamed the draw on the fact that he had to be on the phone with the referees for hours during the week for some reason i don't know why and he was like uh they took away my time uh talking tactics with the players and that's why we drew it was pretty funny he was very angry
0: (laughs) that's very funny um Yeah. Yeah. Interesting character. Um, I like him.
1: Yeah, Um, he is. Oh yeah. And oh, I just love how the Brighton fans are now, I mean, I think it's kind of harsh, but they're kind of piling on on Graham Potter and they're like, there's a running joke among Brighton fans that, um, they would rather have, they're basically just taking a dig at Potter's lack of perceived personality. Um, and, and saying that they, like, deserve his fire. Um, which I think is actually kind of... I think it's problematic on the part of Potter that people are turning on him uh, for the very things that we've praised him for previously, right? So, like, we know that this guy is... A, you know, he he's done a lot of research and he has degrees on on sports psychology and, like, social-emotional learning on all these important things. And I think the fact that people are now saying about Potter that he, you know, oh, he just needs to get a bit angry, right? Like he's just, he's never, you know, it's very old school, I think. And so I think it's interesting the way that the narrative is being flipped on Potter, but at the same time, um, it is kind of funny that Brighton fans have just decided to completely discard him. Kind of a Potter pile on right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's even piling on himself a little bit.
1: Um, yeah, and that's what people are yeah. He is. Yeah. But but at the same time it's well I mean it's interesting, right? Because it's like to what extent does, does the, the the world of football sort of is above this kind of or separate rather from this kind of thing? Well, it's like I I think in other lines of work your ability to self reflect and to be honest is an asset. And clearly in football it's not because football is an alpha sport. And in football, it's like, you can't admit weakness. You can't admit defeat kind of thing. Um, It's a similar thing happened to David Moyes, which I mean, they're not the same because David Moyes is not a social, a pioneer of social emotional uh, instruction. But back when he took the the job from Ferguson, right? Quite the opposite. Exactly. But back when he took the job from Ferguson for the United, the Man United job from Ferguson in what, 2013, 2014, do you remember he sparked enormous controversy because he's, he said, we have to look at Manchester City and, and learn from them, learn from their winning mentality, look at them and think, this is what we want to be. People lost their minds. Objectively, it's true. Uh, and obviously, you know, the, 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 you know the, the tribalism of football got in the way, which I get. But I, I think it is an interesting, like, concept um interesting topic in in football right now
2: yeah anyway um not too yeah kind on. of
0: wrapping it back to uh
2: yeah Sorry. Newcastle i think
0: Handling. uh Eddie Howe's you know media presence is potentially one of the most boring in football um yeah it's every single week he gets asked different questions and he always you know he's very well media trained and knows how to yeah. bring things back to the answers that he wants to give. Um, so it's always, everything comes back to, we have to work harder. You know, we have to yeah. do this better. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, I think to uh, you know, has what the premier league is really looking for in you know, someone who can get good results on the pitch but also gives them great sound bites and, you know, can generate headlines and um, is also a good manager. So, you know, props. Um, it is it is like a, one of those things that you like when things go well and then when things stop going well, they're a massive issue. Um, but it's fun for now, so um, it's hard to really hate Brain unless you're a Newcastle supporter. Talking about referees giving red cards for dissent, uh, let's talk really briefly about the Mario Lamina uh, red card. Now that the refs have had an opportunity to explain what happened, really, um, they confirmed it wasn't for anything specific Lamina said, but that he was the third player to rush the referee when the referee asked them not to do that anymore. So it could have gone to any Wolves player, theoretically. Um, But just your opinion, is it, you know,
2: should refs be a little more strict Um, about players rushing them?
1: I go back and forth on it, yes and no. I think it's one of those things that that needs the context of a specific game um, attached to it. I I think just more deeply, you know, we touch on this, you know, every couple of weeks or so, you know, uh, there's, there's a crisis in the way that referees are trained in the UK. There's a, there's a a crisis in the way the culture is. There's a complete disconnect between referees and players and referees and fans and referees and practically everyone. Um, So, I mean, I think something, an incident like this is kind of a microcosm of it where it's just like, it's another sort of decision that sparks a ton of debate. And it's just like, you know, you can really say, well, he's the third player to write, like, why him and all this kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I, I won't, I'll just sit on the fence for this particular incident. Uh, I think it, it, I guess it's just one of those. Um, but I, I do think that players, yeah, I think referees should, can and should be much stricter with with dissent and, and this kind of stuff. Um, I'm sure that players get away with a lot of stuff on the pitch that they, that we don't want in the in the game. Necessarily, but yeah, I'm. A, I'll. I'll. I'll fence it for this one.
0: That's very fair. Um, yeah, there's not much you and I do better than hedging opinions. Fence
1: it, absolutely. Um, actually, mm-hmm. I will
0: say maybe you better than me. Uh, I tend to be quite extreme in my opinions. Um, yeah, but you're I'm better either, yeah,
1: researching and stuff than I am. So,
0: no, I disagree. Um, I have way more unbased opinions than you have. Uh, <laughs> I will say, not to give too much credence to uh, rival podcasts, but uh, I don't suppose you've been listening to the Footballers Football podcast with Callum and Mikhail Antonio.
1: I have not actually. Should I use a good? I will
0: say it has massively improved. Um, I bet. A lot of the little things are really cool about it. Um, I don't think it's like the most well planned podcast. They kind of just.
1: No, talk. I mean, that about whatever,
0: which is fine. Um, but I will say about this incident, they were both surprisingly pretty, um, like, yeah, footballers should be doing a better job at not rushing the referee. referee, Like, they they also, you know, about how, like, uh, often sometimes you'll get a different decision if every player reacts versus if every player doesn't react. A la um the Manchester United Sibitzer challenge on vote face. Um mm. that people are you know speculating that wasn't given as a red because the Leicester players didn't do a good enough job crowding the referee. Um which a hundred percent that's a red. It's strange that uh it wasn't even a yellow, and VAR barely looked at it. Um, but that aside, um, they both mm. were like, "Yeah." At the end of the day, you know, kids watch us play. They have kids come up to them every week and say, "Oh, I watch you. Oh, I did your goal celebration. Oh, I did this because of you." Um, and yeah. so, you know, treating refs with abuse, but that could just be PR. Um, who knows? Maybe they uh, are being told not to. Uh, do that. Although uh, Callum Wilson did, funnily enough, they were talking about VAR and just the, um, you know, oftentimes misuse of it, um, and uh, Callum Wilson was like, "Well, I act. I probably sh- with a cup final coming up. I probably shouldn't say anything, uh, just in case they choose to ban mm-hmm. me for a game over it, um, because you can get banned over comments made." Um, but I will say two just things to convince you to listen to the, uh, footballers football podcast. Um, one, they talked about what for the Newcastle West Ham match, what either player would do if they scored. And, uh, they both said that they would go up to each other and dance in their face and that they, uh, they would be cool with it. Um, obviously Callum Wilson scored, uh, and he yes. went and looked for Michael Antonio, and Michael Antonio ran to David Moyes and used the conceding a goal as like a in quotation marks tactical oh, opportunity funny. so that Callum Wilson couldn't dance in his face. Um, and then on the podcast the next week, Michael Antonio was like, yeah, I, I couldn't let you dance in my face. Um, no. So that was funny. Of not. Um, and then the other thing what was the really good thing they were talking about it'll come to me later um maybe off podcast but it, i think they've really come into their own um you know talking about the little things um mm-hmm. also you know uh McKay and Antonio talked all about potentially leaving west ham this january and how it feels that west ham bought danny ings um so it's it pretty interesting, interesting. Yeah, you get a lot of. Yeah, relocation.
1: I'll give it. A, I'll check it out. Maybe, maybe on the work, drive to work tomorrow, listen to it.
0: Okay. What other matches should we? Brief. Well, discuss? Blake,
1: I, I can. Yeah, I, I know this is going to be a short pod, but I do have some work to do after this, so I, I'm happy to talk about a, a couple more games, maybe. Um, yeah, I got,
0: I got, I got one for you. Go ahead. Two for you, maybe. Yeah. Um, Arsenal's little. Uh, run, yeah. Uh, I was just
1: about to mention that as well.
0: A a range of Arsenal in these last three matches. Um, I, and in a way, yeah, mm, kind of seen a slightly poorer side of Arsenal. Um, yeah, absolutely, right. Even in their 4 2 win, you know, uh, essentially, they Aston Villa lost rather than Arsenal winning. Um,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, but a uh, 1-3 loss to Man City, a 4-2 win over Villa where the two goal difference came both in stoppage time, once from a very unlucky own goal by uh, Martinez, and then the second time with an open net. Um, And then also drawing 1-1 to Brentford, who are a good side, but a uh, team gunning for the title you know, would expect to beat a side like Brentford. Um, although mm. Brentford have made themselves incredibly hard to beat recently.
1: Um, they really have,
0: yeah. Very astute defensively. Um, tell me, what is the cause behind... Well, I guess you can't give me the true reason behind Arsenal's little blip here. Because um, mm. if you could, then you would be the Arsenal manager. But
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: tell me your opinions, you know
1: um i think it all centers on the youth of the team i think that every top side has a a blip we've seen it even you know with the city well we've seen it with city sides who have won the league i think that you know and whenever it was 2019 20, 20 when liverpool won the league they didn't really have a blip until the end maybe at the very end um but that was sort of pandemic fueled um so I think it could just be that um, uh, you know you can say stuff like champions play badly and still pick up results. I I do I do agree with you that it was Aston Villa's game that they lost, and by the way, they've, they've had three losses in a row now um, after after such a great start under Unai Emery. Um, but yeah, I I think the a three game blip, if that's all it ends up being, is is pretty good. Uh, they still have a game in hand over City. Like I said at the top, I very much like the fact that Forrest drew a City because I think it just really wants someone else to win the league. Um, it feels weird wanting Arsenal to win the league, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, and it also sort of keeps Man United in the title race as well. Um, but listen, I I think, yeah, I put it up to the, to the youth of that team. Um, they've had a few injuries. Um, Gabi Jesus is taking his sweet time coming back. Um, I think he's still going to be out till March, despite the fact that he's been training a little bit already. Um, and I think that they needed to switch some stuff up. So Martinelli was benched for this game. He needed to be benched, I think. Um, he had had been pretty poor over the past few weeks. And, you know, they don't have Thomas Partey right now uh, because he's injured. Um, Fuck him side note they shouldn't have him anyway cuz he's a criminal um but you know uh, slotting Jorginho into the into that midfield you know Xhaka having just come back um you know this is going to take a little bit of time Jorginho was very good actually i thought um and it's it's probably going to turn out to be a shrewd signing um, so yeah i think i would just put it down to the to the to the inex- inexperience of the team I mean, yeah. but i mean Zinchenko, sensational. What a player he is coming up trumps here with a, with a goal, and a great goal, by the way, and then just like furiously screaming at his teammates um, to basically buck up their ideas. Um, I mean, to, to have that experience, to have that kind of winner in your side is, is, is a great thing. So I'm hoping that they sort of stick through.
0: Yeah, and t- yeah, to have a guy with, you know, that mentality, uh, who's also like barely twenty-six, I think. Um yeah, he's he's just you know.
1: He's a, he's an amazing yeah, he's just an amazing guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and so versatile. Um can do so much. It's, you know, it's important to have those types of players um uh, in a squad in the skin challenge for stuff. Um yeah, agree. Yeah, long time. This podcast has been a long time supporter of Zinchenko, friend of the pod. Oh,
1: yes, friend of the pod, Um, Zinchenko.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's all the matches I would have liked to discuss. Hmm. Um, I can't, off a quick perusal, notice any that really really catch my eye. Uh, really quickly, Leicester City, Tottenham, 4 1. Leicester win or Leicester look yeah. really, really good.
1: My God, they look um, good.
0: Yeah. Strange side, Leicester. Uh, very strange. Dispatched like, by Man
1: United. But Man right, United is very good right
0: now. Yeah, it's kind of like who shows up um, Jekyll or Hyde yeah. for Leicester City recently. Um, yeah, who yeah. Arsenal have next? So if we're talking about blips yeah. and performances, Leicester could be the side that beats could, Arsenal. Could also be Arsenal getting back who, on the tracks. Who,
1: who, yeah, they could get beat 4-0. Um, um, I guess I'll round it up by saying shout-out Marcus Rashford, most informed attacker in Europe right now, maybe. Yeah, 10-10. 24 goals in all competitions already, the season's best goal-scoring return for Manchester United in his career. Um, we just love to see good guys doing good things on the pitch.
0: Yeah, preferably not in a Manchester United kit, but preferably. Preferably we'll
2: have to do. But you know. We'll take it.
0: Um to wrap up this podcast, um, I'm gonna ask you two quick questions, two score predictions for this next match day. You're beautiful. Um, I know how much you love doing score predictions. Um, so West Ham at home versus
2: Nottingham Forest, what is going to happen, Oscar say I'm
1: I'm down in the dumps. Uh, I hope for a draw. I think we'll lose, and if we lose, I th- I hope we sack Moyes and get in Rafa Benitez or some sort of emergency guy who will just scrape us through.
0: I will go two-one win for West Ham, Michael Antonio oh, thank you. with the double against
1: his old club. Yep. Yeah. Um. He looked very disinterested, by the way, I have to say, uh, this this weekend. I was going to say,
0: listening to the footballs Football Podcast, I don't know if... I, I could see why a West Ham supporter would be upset at him for the way he talks sometimes. He is Thank very you. much like, I'm a professional footballer. I have to think about my career kind of uh, stuff. That's actually not like, what... That's not, what but, about him. not annoying you, but, you know, annoys yeah. that t- generally yeah, t- annoy yeah. lots of people. It's what,
1: no, you know... Gini G- album is Antonio.
0: hated by Newcastle for that reason.
1: Um, yeah, I... I just... I don't know what... It is, I, I love... I love what he's done for the club. I just don't vibe... I don't think I just... I just don't vibe with him. Uh, I think he's kind of a odd dude. Um, and, yeah, he just... He just looked very disinterested in, in this match. Um, getting a lot of comments about it, actually. And he's practically said that he's not happy. I mean, why would he? Yeah, but,
0: yeah. why would you be? What, yeah. what West Ham player is happy right now?
1: Yeah, um, certainly not Beckham okay. Rice, who is miserable.
0: Um, so. Yeah, and then my second, uh, the big match of this match day,
2: uh, Tottenham-Chelsea. Uh, Tottenham at home. Mm. Um. I'll go score draw 2 2. I think this is going to be
0: the match for Chelsea. Figure Pop it off. out. I think. They, yeah, I think.
1: I think, this is going to I be think if easier. they stick with Potter, it's going to happen. So.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, and you know what? While I'm here and uh, next week, hopefully we'll be uh, together watching. The cup final. Can I have your cup final? Manchester United versus Newcastle at Wembley.
1: I'm sorry. Your prediction. I I do think that... I hope you don't... I I can see a world where you get dispatched by Manchester United. I just... I'll go 2-0. I just think Marcus Rashford is just going to fire them to the trophy. I just hope that Loris Karius doesn't, you know, would love a redemption arc for him. I hope he doesn't embarrass himself. But I do think Manchester United will win. Sorry. What about you?
0: I can't make a prediction. No. it would kill yeah, me. I think it's yeah. safe. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 Looking at the odds, I guess because it's a cup final.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a little bit different. Bad. Fom, FOM can go out the window in a cup final. That's true.
0: Uh, yeah, That's true. whatever happens, you know, Newcastle are having a good season. Um, it's a good time to be a Newcastle United supporter. Um, so, with that being said, this has been episode 14 of season 3 of the Peak 2 Early Podcast. Uh, I hope that the side that you support is doing better than West Ham or Newcastle in the last four matches uh and uh if you could please give us a rating a review a comment a follow uh, a tweet an email
2: or anything else you see fit uh until next week uh take care bye